Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Brendan Sampson. And I'm Matthew Jaronsik. Here's what's in the news for Wednesday, September 22nd. Despite running shuttles to Hamden and North Haven on the weekends, Quinnipiac University has yet to resume the shuttle to New Haven. The shuttle was stopped because of budget cuts caused by COVID-19, but with campus life almost back to normal, many students hope that the New Haven shuttle will return. Even with a decrease in COVID-19 concerns, there has been noticeably less food trucks at Quinnipiac this semester. Currently, food trucks come to the Mount Carmel campus on Tuesdays and Thursdays for lunchtime, while alternating at the York and North Haven campuses every other Wednesday. With food trucks providing different food options in the dining hall, students want to see even more food trucks on campus. Quinnipiac recently announced their plans for Bobcat Weekend, and it includes a fee of $50 to $100 depending on the size of the family attending. The event, scheduled for October 29th, is a combination of Alumni Weekend and Parents Weekend. Staff writer William Gavin gets a reaction to the new fee and outlines the plan for the event. Quinnipiac Greek Life is welcoming a familiar face back to campus. After being inactive for more than two years, Pi Beta Phi is returning to the university and will be recruiting members this upcoming weekend. The Sisterhood went on hiatus in 2019 to reorganize its chapter. In opinion, Perfectionism is a common trait among college students. It's a notion that can make people physically and mentally exhausted and can take a major toll on their health. News editor Nicole McIsaac gives her experiences with perfectionism and some perspective on dealing with it. Since being hired in the middle of a pandemic, Tom Ellett has made some questionable moves in his role as chief experience officer. With every decision Ellett has made, it seems like it has not only negatively impacted the school's reputation, but students' thoughts on the university. Associate Sports Editor Peter Pekarski highlights examples of decisions made by the current Chief Experience Officer that have not only angered the Quinnipiac community, but changed the dynamic of on-campus life. The COVID-19 pandemic forced the 2020 school year to be very different from years of the past. Now, in 2021, Quinnipiac campus is returning back to normal, leading to trauma for some students who have never experienced a full campus. Associate News Editor Melina Khan writes about the anxiety she has felt and how she and other students can leave the pandemic trauma in the past. In Arts and Life, on Saturday, September 18th, the highly anticipated Met Gala was back after a year break. The theme of this year's event was In America, the Lexicon of Fashion, and many of the guests used the event to show representation for the LGBTQ community. Associate Arts and Life editor David Matos highlights the top red carpet looks this year and how it served as a platform for acceptance. This past summer, all seasons of the TV show Manifest were added to Netflix, including a brand new third season. The show follows a group of five people who were presumed dead in a plane crash. The group finds out that they have supernatural powers and spend their time performing tasks that they receive through visions. Staff writer Anya Grandalski gives her reactions to season three, her favorite moments, and predictions for season four. Associate Arts and Life editor Neha Sinarain explores how the older you get, the more you realize that growing up is not as bad as we believe it to be. In this edition of Book of the Week, I talk about Matthew McConaughey's new memoir, Greenlights. A culmination of McConaughey's 36 years of diary writing, the book walks you through a multitude of stories giving the reader a unique perspective on life. On May 21st, the rock band Lord Huron dropped its fourth album, Long Lost, a project that reflects previous work the group has done and also a homage to an era long lost. Creative director Connor Lawless gives his thoughts on the band's most recent album and how it deserves four out of five tumbleweeds. The Arizona-based rap group Injured Reserve recently released a new album called By the Time I Get to Phoenix. 
The album comes just over a year after one of their members, Jordan Steppa J. Groggs, passed away. Titled after one of Groggs' favorite songs, the album gives a deep, raw feeling. Opinion editor Xavier Cullen talks about the group's journey and explains why it deserves a 3.5 out of 5. Hakeem Jamal Carter Jr., better known as Little Keem, has had a month to never forget. After releasing the single Family Ties featuring Kendrick Lamar on August 27th, the hip-hop artist dropped a remix of Kanye West's Praise God with Travis Scott. Since then, the 20-year-old rapper released his first studio album, Melodic Blue. Contributing writer Michael LaRocca previews Baby Keen's most recent project and how it could be one of the best albums of 2021. On September 17th, Lil Nas X released his long-awaited album, Montero. Spanning 15 songs, the project is the first full album that Lil Nas X has released and has tracks featuring artists like Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, and Elton John. Sports editor Riley Millette outlines the rapper's journey from Old Town Road to Montero and why he thinks the album deserves four and a half out of five butterflies. In sports, Quinnipiac men's soccer has been nothing short of remarkable this season, starting off 5-0, something only one in eight Division I teams have done this year. Quinnipiac was also ranked seventh in the most recent East Region rankings, with several teams ahead of the Bobcats that are nationally ranked. Staff writer Zach Hochberg highlights the winning formula that has gotten the men's team off to this start. The Quinnipiac women's soccer team has started the season with a 5-1 record and looks poised for a historical season. Sports editor Riley Millette speaks with the team's head coach, some players on the team, and runs through their win so far, key players, and the outlook for the rest of the season. Last hockey season, the ECAC consisted of only four teams, Quinnipiac, Colgate, Clarkson, and St. Lawrence. This year, all 12 teams are back. In this week's Pete's Pond, Associate Sports Editor Peter Pekarski gives his prediction about the upcoming record for the Bobcats and discusses the team's strength of the schedule. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Chronicle Weekly Report. I'm Brennan Sampson. And I'm Matthew Jaroncic. Be sure to pick up this week's paper or check out our website, quchronicle.com. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Report. We'll be back with another episode next Wednesday.